0: And this is another edition of the Leo G Show. I am Leo G and podcasting is what I do. I'm feeling good tonight. I got a special show tonight and I think it's going to be really, really good. So when I started this podcast last year, I felt like I wanted to keep it loose. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to talk about a lot of things. I wanted to talk about sports. I wanted to talk about politics from time to time. And I also want to talk about some of my interests and some of the things that I like to do outside of those things. One of the things that is very special to me and if you've been listening to my podcast for quite some time, you know I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm born and raised an Atlanta native. And tonight I have another I have a guest on the show tonight that's another Atlanta native born and raised and we're just going to talk about some things that we know about Atlanta. We're going to talk about old Atlanta, we're going to talk about New Atlanta, we're going to talk about you know whatever whatever really, you know, just just comes to mind. So buddy of mine, it's a partner of mine I've known for quite some time and we had these conversations, and I told him, "I said, hey man, look, I need to get you on the podcast, man, so we could talk about some of these things about you know the ATL." So I had to bring my boy, Mr. CJ, on to talk about this stuff, man. Mr. CJ, what is going on?
1: Leo G, what's up, bro? Man, glad you had me on here because uh, I've been listening to your podcast, man, and uh, I'm quite impressed with what you got going. I'm sure that listenership is probably up to about what about fifty, sixty thousand right now. <laughs>
0: man yeah we need to get it about 50 60 000. yeah we need to pump i put like this up maybe maybe i can get you to get me there right
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah man you know because you know you you inspire me to you actually when i first heard your podcast when you sent it to me man it kind of kicked me in the butt and made me get up get out and jump start my own podcast you know so once i get started uh we can really we can bounce off of each other like you said earlier we can we can uh, pub each other's podcast on the show, and then you can pick up my listenership, and I can pick up some of yours.
0: That's how you do it, right? That's what's up. We'll talk about that in just a minute. We'll talk about what you got going on and what you got brewing. But tonight, it's going to be all about ATL. We're going to talk about Atlanta, Georgia, we both. So, CJ, it's, it's no secret. I don't want to put you out there like that, CJ, but I'm old school. So, what would that put you? What would that categorize you? If I'm old school, what would that categorize you?
1: Oh man, you old school, I'm old school to the second power
0: (laughs) (laughs) Old school to the second power, that's what's up man So yeah, we we both born and raised here in Atlanta You're a little more seasoned than me, you've been around, you've seen a lot You've seen this city grow tremendously, leaps and bounds And we've always talked about how things have changed over time So tonight man, I'm going to just dedicate a podcast man to talking about this city and how we see it from our perspective, from being here for such a long time, because it's funny, it's really unique, CJ, because we talk all the time. We know people mutually because we've been in this city for so long, right? I've talked about people that you know, that you went to school with, that I know. It's it's crazy, right? Right,
1: exactly. Exactly, and, and I'm glad you had that choice of words, you know, and called me seasoned instead of old as hell. I like that, that, that was good. I appreciate
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt, man. So look, so check this out, man. We're going to start it off here. So most of the people don't understand how like right now we got this thing here in Atlanta. So we're still dealing with COVID We're still dealing with this pandemic, right, CJ, man? And
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: we got a lot of people that's coming to this city like daily, like over the last 10 or 15 years we knew people were moving here left and right now. But it's like Damn, now they, they like really, really coming right.
1: Hey. Yeah, man. And yeah, a lot of that Leo has got to do with Atlanta now being categorized as the Hollywood of the South. You know, yeah, that, a lot is of Yeah, and reality shows and uh game shows and all kind of crap is going on now where Hollywood has pretty much packed up their moving trucks and come south they they built a huge studio out here by me man it used to be Shannon Mall but now it's Atlanta Metro studios so and the traffic is off the chain you can't as a matter of fact if you get anywhere in Atlanta now under an hour people treat it. they celebrate with you like what you you got somewhere under an hour the truck, I mean, it, it it takes you at least two hours now. Just to get through traffic to get from work to home. it's, it's ridiculous, man. It's so it's so many people that move here.
0: Yeah. Cause we grew up in a time, especially and you can you can remember this, and, and I definitely remember this, man. It, I tell people all the time, there was anywhere you were in the metro Atlanta area, meaning wherever you were, if you were, you know, five miles away from two hundred eighty five, you could get to anywhere in the metropolitan area in like twenty minutes. People like look at me and laugh like I'm crazy. I'm like, yo, I lived on the south side. I grew up in College Park, right? So CJ, man, it was a time where I remember get, I, I could leave College Park and get to Lenox Mall in like 20 minutes, right? That shit no longer is that the case. It's going to take me at least at least it's gonna take minimum a way, hour? Say <laughs> so what now? It's going to take
1: you at least 20 minutes just to leave your house and get to the freeway.
0: Exactly, exactly. 20 minutes just to get to the damn freeway and you know, like I said, it, hour from from College Park to to Lenox Square, and if you were going to like Midtown, it would take even less. Now with like everybody that's moved here, it's just crazy. So CJ, it's a it's an inside thing, man. With us, like for us locals, right? You know, we call it Old Atlanta versus New Atlanta, right? Old Atlanta is us Like we're the locals We're here We've been here for a while We kind of stay low key We kind of not rock the boat Or anything like that man But New Atlanta is like Really really weird And of course like It's just Like And I I Talk about New Atlanta CJ A little bit And I want to see If you can expand on this Like certain areas In this city right That used to be off limits To people that are Old Atlanta like you And myself Now Like You go to these places And don't even recognize them right
1: Exactly. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. It, it's that gentrification that's going on right now.
0: Gentrification. There you go.
1: <laughs> like, say, you you know where Kirkwood is, right? Yeah. Kirkwood, man, was an all black area, you know, and I actually rode through Kirkwood last week man. I saw some white people walking their dogs just out in the neighborhood, walking around without a care in the world. I'm like, do they realize what they are? And, and, and it is like that. It's getting to be like that in certain, like East Atlanta over by the uh, golf course. It's getting like that. The gentrification is taking over. They're buying up these old houses and they're fixing them up. And they're selling them for a ton of money and white people buying them up. And they moving into these neighborhoods without any knowledge of what type of neighborhood they're moving into. They're just comfortable as soon as they get here. Riding bikes, jogging, walking. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, there used to be a time... I wouldn't even walk around in these areas. It's crazy.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Like East Lake, like you're referring to East Lake, um, over in those areas, uh, East Atlanta. You know, I, I even go back as far as like Techwood homes, um, those areas. you know, West End, the West End for a minute got a kind of like a bad moniker to where it was kind of crazy. Like a lot of areas in the city, man, where like where you you just say, hey, look. I'm I'm not going to the bluff. I'm not going to the West end. I'm not going to, like you said, Kirkwood, East Atlanta. Now, like you said, it's, you know, and we've seen this with major cities around the country, right? CJ, you, you know, strange, you travel across this country. You see it. I mean, places like, you know, Oakland and place, you know, New York, Baltimore, you know, that, that word gentrification comes up quite a bit where certain areas of the city change. And, and that's starting to happen here in Atlanta. It's starting to happen with the growth of the city. I mean, I mean, I guess you just can't shake it, right?
1: No, yeah, you can't shake it. It's, it's it's a trend that's taking over these uh urban areas, man. It's it's not gonna stop. As a matter of fact, it's gonna increase as the months and the years go on. They're gonna they're gonna complete this whole project in a couple of years, is what they're trying to do. There. I mean, I, I can understand a little bit of what they're trying to do, but at least give the people in that area a chance to purchase some of these houses, you know, give them a chance to work out some kind of financing for them or something. What's happening is they're coming in, they give them less money than what the property is actually worth, and they're kicking them out, and then they're not finding anywhere else for them to stay. You know, they're leaving that totally up to them to find something to stay. You know, all they care about is getting that property so they can redo it and sell it for. A 500% markup.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And that's a whole another top, topic of conversation for another podcast to talk about all of what's going on with gentrification here in the city. And, you know, we can probably come back to that at a later date, man. But yeah, it's a big thing, man. Old Atlanta versus New Atlanta, man. It's, the city's changed leaps and bounds. And this is crazy. I wanna talk to you a little bit about CJ. So let's tell the people, let's give the people a little bit of insight into you. So you grew up right in Southwest Atlanta, right?
1: Right,
0: right, Southwest, Ben Hill, actually Ben Hill, to be exact Ben Hill, Ben Real, right? <laughs>
1: exactly,
0: you know it. <laughs> I already know, so look So so we'll do it like this So for me, in my era Like, so we'll talk about high schools For a little bit, like Mays High School Is, is Ben Hill It's Southwest Atlanta But you are Southwest, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right,
1: right, I graduated from Southwest High which was Southwest High, Southwest High, which is right up the street from where Mays High was, was built. And once they changed over, once the completion of the construction was done at Mays High, they closed. They didn't actually close Southwest. What they did was they named it Gene Young Child's Middle School. Okay. After, uh, I think you know, I think it was uh, Andrew Young's. She, she was related to Andrew Young in some way. I'm just, I forgot what it was, but yeah, they named it uh, after her. And then they moved everyone from that high school down to Mays High after that. It was, the last class out of my high school was
0: 1981. Okay. Okay. Well, see, you did it. I didn't. You 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 put the seasoning on on yourself, so <laughs> I didn't do it. You did it. Till- <laughs> hey,
1: hey, hey. You know, I'm glad to be here this season,
0: <laughs> That's what's up. So look, CJ, so like, man, th- there's this thing, and you know about it. We talk about this quite a bit, man. Like for the, for the locals, for us that have been here for quite some time, mm-hmm. we call it OTP and ITP, right? Right. Um, and this is, we'll we'll get into it a little bit because I want the people to understand how this kind of works in Atlanta. So for the longest time, like Atlanta, like I said, Atlanta has grown leaps and bounds. Right. Um, it's continued to grow. Like we have a uh perimeter that goes around the city. It's you kind of measure it by 285, right? 285 is the highway that actually runs the perimeter of the city.
1: Right. Right.
0: And so we have terminology. Us local folk, we call it the perimeter. We call it OTP and ITP. Exactly. We call it out outside the perimeter, out the perimeter, or inside the perimeter. Yeah,
1: and, and oh. When someone say, uh, "Let's let's take my area for just uh, for example. Uh, people would ask me, wait, hey man, where you where you live? I said, I stay on Cascade. Cascade Road. They said, Oh, you stay on Cascade? Is, is that inside the perimeter or outside the perimeter Cascade?
0: <laughs> exactly. The Cascade run a little minute. So you could get out actually outside of the perimeter on Cascade. Or like you said, CJ, you could be close in toward the city. It, let me ask you this, CJ, man. I want you to talk about this for a minute. Is there is is like, and I know, like, so is there a battle going back to like when you can remember when you were younger, right? When you were going to Southwest? All right, like well, how
1: big? Damn!
0: <laughs> but look though, how like how did this all kind of? Can you remember like how did this all kind of come about, or has this always been the thing with like OTP, ITP? I mean, I'm sorry, OTP, ITP, inside outside, like because I mean I, I consider myself from Atlanta. I'm an Atlanta native. Like I'm third, fourth generation Atlanta. Right. But, like, by the time I came along, my parents were able to move out. I lived in College Park, which is still, you know, it's a suburb of Atlanta. You know, I'm right there. I could throw a rock right to 285. Right, So I consider myself an AT alien. But, like, how did this whole thing come about when well, we started labeling each other, you know, OTP or IT, uh, ITP? Can you remember that, or time? Or, like, what? it's kind of funky, right?
1: Yeah, it, well, you know, it, it, it kind of started, and it depended... On what area you stayed in, because a lot of the good areas were inside the perimeter at the time. Okay? And a lot of the areas they considered the hood was outside the perimeter. And that's where it came from. Uh, they, they pretty much labeled the people that were inside the perimeter in the nicer areas, they, they labeled us as the bougie Negroes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, that,
1: that's where it came about. It, it was like back in the day, in the olden days. When they used to say, uh, like my grandparents would, would say, "Hey, uh, this black guy, he lives across the railroad tracks." Same thing. Okay. Okay. Same thing. He, he stayed inside the railroad track. He stayed on the other side, and all that's doing is is kind of like dividing up classes, so to speak. You know, that, that's exactly what it is.
0: Okay. Now, can you remember CJ? Now, I, you know, I've heard stories. I've only heard stories from like my father, who's was was born and raised in Atlanta as well and my grandparents like um there was a time in the city like where that's how politically that's where they kind of drew the line especially with the African-American community man can you remember like or can you kind of talk about how that actually that that affected you or did you see it kind of like that whole wall especially so let me just give a little background with it as well so 285 it goes around the city but then you have uh, another highway that stretches out all the way across that goes all all the way to the west coast, which is I twenty. Right. So that separates the city north and south. So you had a lot of, especially the African American community that was south of I twenty, right? right? So how did how did you see the city like kind of separate with that?
1: Same same deal, you know. It separated other classes, and they. I remember back when uh, my mom and dad was alive and. They were trying to purchase a house over in the Cascade area. It was, they made it real difficult for them because back then, all of the Cascade area was basically white people. Okay. The, you know, them going to the bank and getting finance. And they had a thing back then called redlining, which was totally illegal, where they would have certain areas drawn off where they didn't sell to black people. And you couldn't buy a house there, no matter what you, you, did or tried to do or how much money you had, they would not sell you a house in those areas back then because of that reason. So you know, okay. a lot of that derived from inside the perimeter and outside the perimeter is a derivative of redlining. But of course that's, that's crazy. Now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, cities change these and I heard the stories about it. I know you know, like I said, by the time I came along, it the the dynamic had kind of changed. So I always like to hear stories about how you know, the city, you know, kind of evolved and kind of how it went. But, you know, this city is, you know, we call it, you know, I guess D.C. has the moniker of chocolate city. Right. But Atlanta, we have a big, thriving African-American community here, man. And it's beautiful, man. Like. I've been. I saw. I saw a meme the other day, CJ. Right. It says that if you grew up or you lived in Atlanta, it's kind of like you. You've been going to an HBCU all your life, right?
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, a lot of people are flocking here because. Well, I say this: a lot of people of color are flocking here now because of the opportunities that blacks have in this city. I mean, it's it's not hard to be a successful entrepreneur in this city. If you're a person of color, and Atlanta is the place to do it, so you know that's a lot of those, those sayings that they have called Atlanta the the second Chocolate City, because it's a lot of successful Black people in Atlanta, and you can see it every day when you're out and about. You see them, yeah. You know, it's, and, you, and it's amazing some of the stuff you see what they do. They put them on the news and you know, sometimes I see people on there and I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that was him that was doing that. And you thought that it's a black person. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's good. It's great actually, it's actually it's, it's good.
0: So like, yeah, growing up, man, I mean, there were a lot of, you know, so for me, and you remember this CJ as well, like, so we saw literally Atlanta turn into like the Motown of the South, right? And like you just, you alluded to earlier, we talked about now the Hollywood of the South where like we've had a lot of, you know, the the first name that comes to mind when we talk about Atlanta right now, as of right now, 2021, is Tyler Perry, right? Mm-hmm. You can't talk about Atlanta unless you say Tyler Perry, right? Because he's done so much here in this city and he's changed the landscape of the city. You know, he's bought so much property here, you know, he... Literally had a a deal with the city of Atlanta where there was an old military base here Fort McPherson. That's his. That's the Tyler Perry Studios. And, and that's Fort what was born
1: at Fort McPherson.
0: Okay, so he, that's what's up. Literally
1: went in and bought my birthplace. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so Fort McPherson it used to be a military installation here. Matter of fact, it go it dates all the way back to the Civil War. Right, Fort McPherson dates all the way back to the Civil War. Tyler Perry now owns like i want to say a majority like two-thirds of that military base that he kind of broke a deal with with the city and that's where his studio is so if you watch a lot of tyler perry movies tv shows that's where it's filmed at here in atlanta so like like you said cj man for like as far as like the african-american community it's always been here you go all the way back to like the civil rights movement right back to the 60s where you had like the uh SELC that was started here with Dr. Martin Luther King, of course, who's an Atlanta native. And now like you just look at prominent African-American people here in this city. It's, it's, it's always been here. You go back to the nineties and you look at how the Motown of the South was here. Like I was talking about with LaFace Records, LaFace Records kind of started the whole music movement here. So like you said, it's always been a place for prominent African-Americans to kind of like to shine. Right. So I'm gonna go away a little bit from that. I want to talk about some fun stuff, CJ. Right? You ready to talk about some fun stuff? Yeah, man. Let's do it. Come here for it. Okay. So I want to talk about since we talking about Atlanta, old Atlanta, new Atlanta, man. Let's go back. I want you to talk about like when you was, you know, in your heyday. Let's go back. Like I'm still in my I don't heyday. know. What are you talking about? You're still in your heyday? But I want to talk about like when it was really popping, like the the scene, because. You know, I I, I want to talk about you know like how I was really out there like in the in the in the nineties. You know yeah. what I'm saying, up until the early two thousands. But I want to talk about you know how you were getting it and kicking it, like yeah. when Atlanta really really first started kicking it, man. There were a lot of clubs out that I heard about. You know, the yeah. Mr. V's, the Mr. V's, right? Back exactly.
1: uh, then, the popping club in Atlanta. It was two clubs that were in competition with each other. They were right up the street from one another. One was of course Mr. V's figure eight and the other one was Cisco's.
0: Okay, 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 okay. So look, CJ, let me ask you a question. I know I know you went to both of them, because I, you know, I know you, you know, I know you used to kick it, man. So look, do you have any stories from like, let's just say Mr. V's, like back in the day, we used to kick it at Mr. V's, right?
1: And let I me mean, it's so many stories I got about Mr. V's, but let me tell you, they when you when you walked in the door, and I'll tell you this, the first time I went to Mr. V's, because back then the drinking age was 18, I was a teenager.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. What?
1: Yeah. They just, they raised it to 21 when y'all came along because you couldn't handle your liquor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I just had to get that out there. So drinking age 18, Mr. V's. let's go.
1: So when you walked in the door, of course, you go straight to the back, to the to the bar area and... To the dance floor and everything, you know, you greet people. But right over to the left side of that club was a little area we call Athletes Corner. Okay. And okay. All the athletes and the celebrities hung out in that little side of the of the ball, of the club right there. Okay. So my buddy and I, we can't. We got hip to that Athletes Corner, so we started telling people we played baseball for the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, back then, nobody knew anything about the Kansas City Royals. So they couldn't, and it wasn't no internet you go on and check. They had the internet, but they weren't searching for people. And they just believed what the heck you said, you know, especially if a couple of them had a couple of drinks and they kind of tipsy, you could tell them anything, but they believed you. So that's how we got our entrance over into that side of the club by saying, hey, yo, you know, we play baseball. So, uh, my name is uh, Chris Jones. Pick <laughs> <It's> up a <laughs> name just to get over there. And the, the ladies believed it. And I had a blast every time I went there because I got to know a lot of the athletes that were there. And it, I went so much that I, they got familiar with me. So when they saw me when I walked in, they are just like, what's up, man? You know, i you down. So when the ladies saw that, they said, oh, he must be somebody. He over there with the athletes. Hmm. So I didn't have no problem getting a dance with anybody, a telephone number, anything, because I was over in Athlete's Corner. If you seen over there, you, you pretty much had carte blanche in that club.
0: <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So just so Mr. V's was like a staple, like you just said, over in Southwest Atlanta. So by the time I got to start kicking it and partying it, right, CJ? It Mr. V's figure eight went from that to illusions for me and i know you remember club illusions as well right
1: i didn't didn't. when it went to illusions that's
0: exactly a damn illusion because i did not go over there man but well i mean that that that's so that kind of segued in from you know one era to the second era right because i mean let's be realistic like when I came along, Illusions was still kicking it, man. We used to have, like, the, the radios. They used to broadcast live on Sunday night from Illusions. It was a spot to be. But it's just kind of funny how it kind of rebranded itself, right? So you remember kicking it at Mr. V's figure eight. Like you said, Athlete's Corner. We used to kick it in there. So by the time I came along, right, it got repurposed brand new. Now it's Illusions, and I'm going over there kicking it early 90s. Um. Well, from uh, not early nineties, from like the mid nineties to the early two thousands, where I was over there kicking it, it's just kind of crazy how like it kind of repurposed itself, man. So you were talking about another club too, Cisco's, that was right down the street, right?
1: Oh yeah, Cisco's. We we would actually party in between both clubs. We would party at Mister V's for for about an hour or two, then we'd leave and go up the street for about an hour or two. And my buddy and I back then. We knew everybody that was involved with getting people in the club, like the bouncer, the manager, whatever. So we didn't pay to get in no clubs in Atlanta back then. Okay, nothing. And then we knew the bartenders, and they would fix us our drinks like we wanted them. You know, and it, it, it was it was a lot easier to party back then. Nobody was shooting, fighting, and all that crap, man. You know, none of that that what the club scene has come to nowadays. It, it's crazy. And, and there was another club that we used to love to go to the underground. Back then, It's called a club called, I think it was called Apothecary or something like that. But we okay. used to party our ass off in the underground, man. They had a club and they had Fat Tuesdays and all that down there. Yeah. That's changed.
0: I Everything don't... in the city has changed. Fat
1: Tuesdays on Old National Highway, do
0: you? Fat Tuesdays on Old National I do actually remember Fat Tuesdays on Old National Highway. I Because, you know, I grew up on the south side. I grew up in College Park, right? That was a- so... Yeah, I remember, I remember when it was on when it when it was down on on Old National and um yeah, my yep. I remember like, I hate to say it CJ, I'm gonna say it though, but like my my pops used to talk about.
1: Hey, <laughs> let me tell you. I I got a story about that. Um uh, Fat Tuesday's had announced that they were going to close. It was a uh, said, "Well, we're going to have this last opening where the drinks are going to be, you know, half price or whatever." And we had a drink back then it was a container called a Gator and a gator held about 64 ounces of liquor in it, okay? So, we sitting in there one day, and they had a live band on stage celebrating the last and final days being open. So, we sitting there chilling drinking, and all of a sudden, Bobby Brown and his crew walk in, They, they getting drinks, they sitting down, they dabbing everybody down, and he got a couple of drinks in him, and his head started bopping to the music, and in about 10 minutes of him bopping to it he got up and went on stage and he gave us a live concert for two solid hours damn two hours of Bobby Brown for free
0: and and, and Fat Tuesdays Fat on all night
1: Tuesdays all night long man I mean you, you don't man. see that stuff no more
0: nah I mean, and, and, and see that's the beauty of like Atlanta man that's the beauty of like old Atlanta man I tell people all the time man that like you growing up here you saw a lot of stuff I grew up here. I saw, it like, you know, this stuff is, I guess, maybe if you live in New York or L.A., you see different things. And I've been to L.A. and I've been privy to see, like, you know, certain pop-up stuff happen in L.A. And I know you could probably tell stories about those places, too. But people don't understand, man, back in the day here in Atlanta, before it really got popping, man, it was no telling who you might see show up somewhere or might pop yeah. up somewhere and do something like that, man. Bobby Brown just... Out of nowhere, two hours in Fat Tuesdays on Old National, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Man. So, look, CJ, man, we almost coming up on the time, man. I want to talk about another little topic really quickly. Because, look, I'm going to definitely have to bring you back and I'm going to talk in just a minute before we close out about what you got cooking going on and and the real reason I brought you onto the show. But I want to talk to you about something that for me, and you know how I am, CJ, I'm a little bit of. I I stay level headed, but I can say sometimes I get a little hot headed, right. um, especially when it comes to like my sports teams here in the city. Right, I can, I can get a little hot headed. I can get I can I can go a little crazy. You and I have a kind of loosely loosely when we talk about the sports teams here, our feelings about them are a little far apart. But yeah, well, I'm not great. Not I, <laughs> you know, you, I,
1: I gotta say you you a diehard. I'm gonna say Falcon fan. You a diehard Atlanta sports teams fan. I am yeah
0: and I and and the reason I am that way is because like I said I feel so strongly about my city I love my city so those teams represent my city so I just feel like you know when I go places and when I do things when I wear when I wear you know Hawks gear or Falcons gear or Braves gear or now like Atlanta United gear man I just feel like it's a representation of my city Uh, I, I love those teams I'm a big sports fan, but I just love representing my city, CJ. I love yeah. going, you know, even internationally, man, you know, going to London and some of the cities I've been to, man, and just, you know, striking up those conversations. Like, oh, you're from Atlanta. And, you know, but I digress. I don't want to get too far into that. I want to talk about something else really quick, and I'm going to bring you back. We'll talk about that. So here's the thing I want to talk to you about right quick before we close out here, man. So I don't know if you get this, CJ, but being from Atlanta, sometimes you talk to people. And I might be at the doctor's office. I might be at the grocery store and we'll get to talking to me and somebody will say like, yo, like I'm from, where are you from? I said, I'm from Atlanta. I like, oh, you from Atlanta? Like, yeah, like, I I ain't never met nobody from Atlanta. And I literally here in this city.
1: Hey, I get that all the time because majority of the people that are here in this city are not from here. It's it's rare that people from somewhere else meets someone from Atlanta. But every time somebody says that to me, you know what I say? I say, you know what? I know a lot of people from Atlanta.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You just don't know a lot of people from Atlanta, right? (laughs) Exactly, man. And it's crazy because that's what I wanted to talk to you about, CJ. Like, I like it just happened to be the other day, right? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm out and about, and you know, it's it's crazy and hard trying to have conversations or trying to be, you know, because we still live. You know, it's 2021. Even though we thought, and CJ, how about this? We thought that we were gonna be. We're well removed now. It's 2021. We thought we were gonna be over this COVID, but we still dealing with this shit, right? Right. <laughs> but so when I'm out and about, every once in a while, I strike up a conversation with somebody, and then I was talking, and it's like, you know, they were talking about they. I think they're from the, the north northeast. I I want to say they, they were from like Philly, and they, I was like, yeah, I'm from Atlanta. Been, high oh, you from Atlanta? Like, right. Duh, we in Atlanta, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like. Exactly, it's like it shocks them. Like you know, it's like my thing is, man. Like, d- should I get offended? Well, like we, you know,
1: <laughs> everybody else is here. We we are a rarity, so they're not really uh, trying to be offensive towards you. It's just a shock to hear somebody say, "I'm actually from Atlanta."
0: We like a unicorn, right?
1: All the time. They say, "Where are you from?" I'm from Atlanta. Oh my God, you're from Atlanta? Like, yeah. You know, I'm looking at them like. Damn, do I have like some 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 green ears coming out of my forehead or something? What, do I look strange. But, you know, <laughs> they treat you like an alien when you tell them you're from Atlanta. They look at you like, really? You're from Atlanta? I'm like, yeah. I don't I have never met anybody from Atlanta. I said, Well, I know plenty of people. You want to meet them?
0: <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. It's crazy, man. So look, CJ, man, man. We could do we could do this for another 30, 45 minutes. We really could, right? But yeah. I'm definitely going to bring you back. And the reason I brought you on, man, is because you got a lot of stuff cooking going on right now, and we're definitely going to collaborate. So you said I kind of inspired you to, to start something, to do something, man. So CJ, right now I want you to plug. Tell the people what you got going on coming up here in the future, uh, what you're working on, man, with, with, with your podcast and what you yeah. want to put out.
1: Well, I'm I'm starting up a podcast. It's uh it's not going to be anything pertaining to politics or sports. It's it's basically just me and two other or three other guys just sitting around talking about various topics but we're having fun with it. Okay? It's all about humor for us and uh it's 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 called CJ's Happy Hour. Sipping and tripping. So we're going to be sipping on something some type of alcoholic beverage. We're going to be sitting around a table and having some round table discussions about various topics. It it could be anything, you know, and I want the format that I'm going to have set up. People can email in and, or hit me up on Twitter or either uh, Instagram and they can give me a show idea or topic they want to talk about. And I'll talk about it and I'll actually call them and get them involved in the discussion at the time. So it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of humor, a lot of subjects, a lot of taboo subjects. You know, it's, it's not, for the young crowd is 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 R rated and sometimes going to be X rated, so <laughs> it's all about you know having some discussions, having fun because like you said we are going through this COVID deal. A lot of people are at home and bored, and I just want to bring a show to everybody's attention that's going to ease some of that boredom and and, and bring about a, a, some laughter that they probably going to need in their life because we need some laughter right now. And I always say that's an old term, laughter is the best medicine. So that's what we're going absolutely. to
0: absolutely. Absolutely, man. Laughter is the best medicine, man. Like I said, I started I started my podcast last year, right, CJ? I wanted to do something, man. I felt like this this is therapeutic for me, man. I enjoy doing this and talking about different things, right? We talked a little bit off air, CJ, about just the topic, the things that I like to talk about, man. You never know who's listening. And you never know where you strike a, a chord with somebody, man. So I'm going to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to just, you know, and I'm glad that you're deciding to, to do this as well. so. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to working with you. It's, it's exciting because you you got some big ideas, man. And I'm 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 really I'm on board with you, brother. I'm ready to to get this thing started with you. So yo be on the lookout for CJ, man. He's doing big things with CJ sipping and tripping. The happy hour is coming very, 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 very soon. Yep. So if you're listening to the Leo G show, if you enjoy the Leo G show, man, be, be on the lookout for that. Um also I want to shout out my co-host Jay. Um, is Jay with us? I guess not. He's not with us tonight. But look, man, Jay's doing big things over there on Frown Town. man. He has his own podcast. He has several ventures going on. So if you want to hit him up, you always can go to JayJonesComedy.com. He has some comedy stuff going on. He has his own podcast with Frowntown. He's, he's, he's doing it. He's doing it big. If you want to reach out to the Leo G Show, you always can uh, on Twitter. You can find me there at the Leo G Show, the number one on Twitter. Also, my own personal Twitter. You can find me at Southern Set. That's with two T's. Southern Set with two T's. You can hit me up there. Uh, also, on Facebook, I got a page. You can hit like, follow, subscribe for all the greatest news coming for the Leo G Show. Uh, Mr. CJ, man, is there anything anything? Like, so starting out right now, you're building, building your brand. Right. Can anybody reach out to you right now?
1: They can, they can reach out to me on Instagram. It's, uh CJ's Happy Hour on Instagram. It's CJS. Happy Hour, just like it's spelled. And uh, also on Twitter, it's the same way on Twitter.
0: That's what's up, man. So, look, CJ, I'm definitely going to have you back here, man. Uh, Would you be – because, look, we barely scratched the surface. As two ATL natives, man, we barely scratched the surface talking about this city, man, and how we grew up here, man. Is it safe to say I can have you back to do another podcast? Yeah, yeah,
1: man. I mean, all you got to do is say the word, man, and I'll I'll join you anything you want. (laughs)
0: that's what's up man I definitely enjoyed it man this has been another edition of the Leo G show and we'll definitely be back that's what's up